Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated, an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shap. The United States Open from the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, is here. There are plenty of storylines to try and follow this year. Live Golf had their first tournament last week in London, and this week the USGA is allowing those that competed in the Live event the chance to tee it up at the U.S. Open if they qualified. Speaking of players that played in London and are playing this week, Phil Mickelson is by far the biggest name of them all, and here were his opening comments during a press conference with the media earlier this week. Uh, it's been four months. It's been uh, a necessary time and an opportunity for me to uh, step away a little bit and put a little bit of thought and reflection into um, going forward and how to uh, best prioritize things. And it's given me an opportunity to spend time with Amy, uh, to spend time with loved ones and uh, continue some of the work therapy-wise on some of the deficiencies that I have, certainly, and as well as um, focus on best paths forward. So uh, it's been a it's been a positive time in that in that regard. Um, I know that many of you have uh, strong well, many people have strong opinions, emotions about my choice to uh, go forward with Live Golf, and uh, I understand. And I respect that. I am incredibly grateful for the PGA Tour and for the many opportunities that it has provided me uh, through the years. Um, but I am excited about this new opportunity as well. I'm excited about being here in Boston at uh, the Country Club. It's one of the five founding members of this uh, of the USGA. It's uh, got incredible rich history going back to France as we met. It has provided me one of the most memorable moments of my career, the 99 Ryder Cup and the comeback that we had. And the fans here are some of the best in the world and they provide an atmosphere that is second to none for all sports and golf is fortunate to be back and I'm excited to, back, uh, to be back here and, and participate in this uh, incredible championship that has eluded me for my whole career. Phil was also asked about what he plans to do after this week and if he would like to play on both the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour. So I think it's been pretty public that I'm suspended along with a, a bunch of other players. So 
it would be only speculative going forward. I am going to play the live events. I'm going to play the, the British Open. Um, but anything other than that would be pure speculation. I don't know how this is all going to play out. My preference is to be able to choose which path I'd like, one or the other or both. I feel that, as I was saying to Anne, I gave as much back to the PGA Tour and the game of golf that I could throughout my 30 years here. And through my uh, accomplishments on the, on the course, I've earned a lifetime membership. Um, I intend to keep that and then choose going forward which events to play or not. The Country Club, which is hosting the U.S. Open this year, is one of the founding members of the United States Golf Association. Francis DeSales We Met was born in Brookline, Massachusetts on September 8, 1893, and at the age of 20 won the 1913 U.S. Open in an 18-hole playoff over Britain's Harry Varden and Ted Ray by five strokes. That championship was held at the Country Club, the site of this year's U.S. Open. We met who grew up in a house adjacent to the 17th hole, would go on to win the U.S. Amateur in 1914 and 1931. He remains the last amateur to win the United States Open. Roy McElroy loves the history and tradition that the country club in Brookline is associated with. You know, this course and the history of Francis we met in 1913, um... Again, that is what's so good about golf, is the history and the tradition and these stories. Um, you know, the fact that you know, he grew up just off the 17th hole here. Um, and we're still talking about it to this day over 100 years on. Like, that's so cool. That's the great thing about this sport. And, um, yeah, great to be back to a venue where, where, where there is so much history. So, who will win it this year? Only time will tell. Coming up on this edition of From the Short Grass, with the U.S. Open heading to the Boston area, I thought it would be appropriate to sit down with former Razorback great and native Northeasterner Pat the Shooter Bradley. That is coming up after the break. Blackman Auctions is the leader in auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Find them on the web at blackmanauctions.com and check out their full lineup of upcoming auctions. We're back after this. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary colorful rooms with high quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The economy is changing slowly but surely. The market is slowing down in a gradual slide. Not an emergency yet, the sky is not falling, but a change is coming. When times are good, auctions make buyers compete to buy at the highest market value. When the economy gets tough, auctions force buyers to make a purchase decision. Either way, auctions get the highest return for a seller and a strong deal for a buyer. With an experienced auction company, it's a simple process. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com for more information. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to this edition of From the Shortgrass. Pat Bradley was born in Everett, Massachusetts, and how he ended up in Arkansas is still a mystery to some. 
He was a star for Nolan Richardson and the Razorback basketball team, setting multiple records for his shooting ability. The Shooter, as some affectionately call him, sat down with me recently to talk golf. On the tee, the Shooter, Pat Bradley. Pat Bradley, welcome to From the Short Grass. What's up, Trey? Good to see you, Shooter. Good to see you, man. I'm glad to be back. Just for um, you know, short short period of time this time, but I'll be coming back more often. Uh, got some things uh, cooking here in uh, in Central Arkansas with some basketball clinics yeah. and things. So yeah. I'm excited, man. It's good to see you. Need to bring your clubs next time so we can go play. Well, you know they got stolen. I still haven't replaced them. No, so, no, 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 so no. I need to get fitted. So set me up with who can fit me. We can find someone to fit you, but okay. you have got. Okay, we have to start with this story. First of all. When did you start playing golf? Well, the first time I can remember, I think we must have been, I uh, must have been like, well, I played mini golf my whole life. You know, okay. I mean, with the, we had this big old dinosaur. We used to hit it through the putt, dinosaur. Putt, putt, baby. We call it mini golf. But I guess it must have been, I don't know, I might have been either like a senior in high school, first time we got on a course. My grandfather went and bought a set of Dunlop golf clubs from a store called Bob's Discount. Really? Oh, buddy, you could get anything from raw oysters to golf clubs to a tire at Bob's <laughs> Discount. Okay, it was Walmart before yeah. Walmart. Okay. So we we go out there and we're hacking it up, me, my, but we have one set of clubs and there's like four of us. And y'all are all sharing the clubs. All sharing, hacking, hacking, hacking. My grandfather, every time we would hit from the tee, he would go and he would collect tees at the tee box because he thought, this is saving money. This is valuable. So other people leave their tees. He he had a whole big pile of tees. So that was the first time. And then when I got to college, I was introduced to Larry Slammons, the director of the police, University of Police. Okay. Great man. Loves golf. He has When this. you say you were introduced to him, you weren't picked up by him and introduced to him. No, no, okay. no, no. Okay. He um he was a great sports fan. So he was at all the events, basketball and I became really close friends with a golfer named Rich Morris, who ended up, uh, we ended up being roommates my junior and senior year in, in college. Okay. So I actually moved into the golf house. So there's a red house in Fayetteville, out near the old Hastings, out near way, way down college. Yeah. Down near the mall, almost. Pat, almost near Herman's. I could walk to Herman's ribs. Oh, there you go. So yeah. there was this golf house, red house. I think one of the golf coaches might have owned it and he rented it to the players. So when Tag Ridings moved out, yeah, you moved uh, in. And Tag remembers this. He he made me give him forty dollar check because he wasn't going to take the washing machine with him. <laughs> so Tag said, "Man, I bought this washing machine. I go take it." He goes, "Man, I can't pick it up. Just give me forty dollars." I go, "All right." So I moved in with Rich Morris, and actually, Rich had an idea of us starting a business. To grip and re no, it was regripping clubs. Yeah. So for I don't know for an entire summer or a whole year, our answer machine was I forget the name of it, but it was you know uh, hello, this is whatever we called ourselves. If you need to grip or regrip your club, no, grip your clubs, we can do it. And we had the whole see, Rich had the whole setup. If you need us to regrip your clubs, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I learned how to do it. We had the tools. Oh, yeah. I would slice it off. I would oh, rub yeah. lube it up and pop that sucker new one on there. So, Rich, um, somehow I got those Dunlop clubs to okay. Fayetteville. Somehow, some way. I yep. think because 
I had to drive. So my first vehicle I ever got was in 19, it was my junior year in college. I never drove a car. I never needed a car. A what? A car. An Audi, 1989 Audi. Wow. I remember my father got it on the cheap and he was like, so I got it in Boston. So I had to drive it out to Fayetteville. So that must have been how I got the Dunlops out there. So, you know, Larry, Chief Slammons, me, him, Rich Morris, a couple other guys, we would go to Paradise. Paradise Valley Athletic Club. And we would, they would play, I would hack it up. Chief Slammons would be, you know, he'd miss a putt. And he had the first long putter. Yeah, belly, belly putter, if you will, yeah, maybe. And, and, and it was so long that he actually had the Slaminator engraved in the in the grip. Oh, wow. And he would putt, 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 and Rich would, you know, laugh and joke around with him. And so I could just remember saying, Rich, Morris, I said, these something's got to be wrong with these Dunlop clubs because they literally were wooden. I go, no, I can't hit them. So he takes it right down the middle of the fairway. I go, check this club, see if it's broken. Right on the field. <laughs> so I got great memories, and and Rich was. I remember I went golfing like two days in a row. Rich Morris is like, "Why don't you probably get back to the gym and shoot and some shoot jump some shots? Shot. Stop wasting your time here." Oh, one of the great things was we hanging around with Rich. Got to know Rich really well. A lot of the other golfers. Uh, John Daly comes into town. Yeah, and Rich says, "Hey, man, John always throws a you know poker night for the golf guys. You want to come?" I said, sure. So we go to John's house. I forget it was on what golf course it was on. And he, you know, the golfers are there. They're playing poker. And I said hello to Daly. And, you know, he's like, ah, man, grab a, you know, whatever drink or whatever they were doing. And I'm looking through it. Nothing. No dishes, cups in the cabinets, no utensils. It was just a house with a table with cards. Well, and chips. okay, yeah. And it's John, a poker house. And Daly goes, hey, man, I can't believe it, man. I. He goes, you know how much money I lost you guys on the Sweet 16? I go, I don't have it. I can't repay you. Sorry I didn't make that shot, but that's how it goes. You know how, how it goes, goes, Big John. Yeah. And uh, it was actually fun. The first time I met John Daly was my freshman year. We were playing at Memphis. Okay. It was December of my freshman year. This is before, it was November, December, before I got in the regular rotation. Yeah. Before the NCAA lied and did illegal things to suspend Sunday Adebayo and Jesse Pate. Of so course. I'm sitting on the bench against Memphis. And it's a big game. You know, we're coming off that Final Four and everything. So I'm sitting there and I'm I'm nervous, right? Memphis is big time at that time. And I'm well, sitting Arkansas there. was pretty big time too. Right, but that's my freshman year, so everything's sure. new, right? Gotcha. We were still highly ranked. With, if we had Sunday and Jesse, we would have... We would have. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that was... That could have been the three Final trips in yeah. a row to the Final Four. So I hit, I'm sitting on the bench in the middle of the game. I feel a tap, tap, tap on my shoulder. Oh, boy. I go, oh, jeez. I go, tap, tap, tap on my shoulder. I turn around. It's John Daly. He goes, hey, how many timeouts we got? <laughs> <laughs> He's because, asking you how many timeouts. Well, because, you know, I mean, the big timers sit directly behind the bench. You know, he he was he sat where, you know, the – the tra- student managers could sit. I mean, yeah. he was right there basically yeah. on the bench with us. I said, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, my eyes are wide open. Well, he was friends with, with Coach Richardson. Great friends. So he – Because yeah, Nolan had, And he's a he big lit- Memphis guy with the St. Jude Classic. And right, everything. right. And so. Nolan lived off of number two at Paradise Valley. Yeah, right. I did the, I did, uh, I did a radio show from his house one day because I, we, I wanted to play in the Razorback alumni – Golf tournament. Golf tournament. Yeah. 
so I said, you know what? Let me just pack up all the gear. I said, coach, can I get in the condo? He said, sure. Went in there. I said, do you go? <laughs> do you have internet connected? So I, we did it. We did it right there on his patio. How about that? It was actually that? a great time. That's pretty cool. Coach Richardson tells the story of when John was up there playing golf that he would come by and he'd get to number two, and he said, I always knew when, when, when Daly needed lunch money, uh-huh. he'd be like, hey, coach, coach, you got time to come play some golf? <laughs> coach Richardson knew that he was oh, he was trying those, to get some lunch money. Oh, Chief Slammons would tell the stories of, like, you know, you. I forget, it might have been, what's coming around there? I think it might have been 10. What's a long par five on the back? Is that 10? 17. It might have been, it's right next to the shot you have to go over. The, the 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 water the par three you go over the water and then there's the par five yeah goes six up the hill. 16 maybe it's 17 17 is is a flat paradise par five so you know it would be you know there's the t then there's the they still call them what's the virus t what do they call those now the back Pro, tees. back tees whatever yeah. back tees. the tips. A good name for it the tips yeah the tips baby it was you know chief would be like yeah everyone these are the tips and then he walks back like 10, 15 yards. He goes, but here's where Daly had to hit it from <laughs> to keep it, you know, probably not from going on the street. Right. So great memories I had with, with golf. And I was fortunate to be exposed to the golf world and Fayetteville, played the blessings. Oh, yeah. With Chief Slammons got me and my buddy Tommy Barletta. When it was just opened? It was about 2000, 2001 we played. Yeah, Mr. Tyson's built a phenomenal place yeah. up there. I'd love to go back. Um, so, and, and, you know, try to get out there, but yeah. And, and then I, I actually got into it where I was playing by myself every day. And when I was living up there, the early two thousands, you know, in the afternoon, just grab my clubs, go out, play five, six holes. Yeah. Um, and on one of, uh, Mr. Lindsay's courses, I got, I got the, uh, you know, the binoculars to tell how far your shot was. I had all the You're clips. You're a little range finder, man. I had a range finder, man. I had all these little, and I had the um, Titleist Boston Red Sox 2007 from Simon Hewitt, 2007 limited edition golf bag. Somehow I got an Elotion clip. How did you get that? I'm not saying I played. I'm not saying I'm, I didn't play. I'm just not saying anything because, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> so I had all these What was that things. experience like? It was, obviously, the view is incredible. The fact that the greens are so big, difficult, undulated. Fast. Fast. Yeah. It's an experience where for somebody like me and many, many, many people – uh, don't ever realize how big of an impact the greens and the putting is on a professional course or you know that level of a course. Yeah, you know, we take that for granted because many of us are just you know trying to get it to the green, and then the greens we play on are small. You know, yeah, smaller with not much undulation. Slower, in yeah, yeah. So it just it kind of opened my mind to the fact that this two separate games going on in golf there's probably more you probably look at it and say there's more like i that day opened my eyes to like okay there's getting off the tee sure i always thought of it as one get to the hole but you got to think off the tee you got to think your approach shot then the whole thing comes together when you it's a whole different ball game thinking that green that's what they call course management 
because when you're on the tee, you got to figure out, okay, if I hit this shot this way, right. then what's that going to set up for my second right. shot or my approach into the green? Right. Second shot on a par five, where do I want to avoid? What do I need to avoid? And, and that's the thing. Yeah. You're good enough for that. Well, Me, anybody, you can I'm be just good trying enough, to, but you can not, make it, Pat. Right. Get it out of the woods. Oh, I'm practicing. I'll get be. it out of the woods. <laughs> Keep it out of the woods. Keep it out of the woods. Keep it out of the woods is the main thing. Okay, so let's go to how did you lose your golf clubs? So we were playing in another Razorback golf tournament, Fayetteville. Clint Stern's driving back. I go, Clint, let's stay another night. Nah, man, I got to get back. I go, what do you got to get back for? I got to feed my dog. I go, come on, Clint. I mean, that dog. Let him. Let him. Let him be. Let, he needs to get the hunger back. Man. He's <laughs> he spoiled. needs to get the hunger He's back. He's spoiled, good dog. <laughs> so me, him, Blake Eddins take off. Oh, like, oh, Curly was in this too. I'm like, dang. All right, let's go. So we drive, and um, he drops me off of my place, and I have because we had d- done an overnight, so I had like a couple bags with me in my golf bag. So he drops off at my truck, and I'm lifting all my stuff out. And I, you know, put my bag, my golf bag, I, I, I leaned it outside and, you know, kind of like patio or whoever it was. And, and I took all my bags inside, started unpacking, unloading, putting things away. You know, it was, I was exhausted. It was late. So, um, and I had left them out there. And Did you forget? By the morning. Yeah. Cause I had had all my bags. So by the morning, walk out, boom. And then when did you realize? Them. Next time I went to go play golf, <laughs> all that so, stuff. So wait, you didn't re- you didn't realize it that morning. You realized no. it the next time you were going to play. Yeah. That oh it was, crap, I don't have my clubs. And then it and was I don't only, have, it was maybe a couple a day later though. It was only a couple. Well, days sure, because it clicked on me because I usually kept them in my trunk. And maybe later that day, I was like, wait a second, my where club, is my limited edition Boston Red Sox? bag you believe i mean i call i went and called i figured whoever stole it probably took it to some pawn shop either. the police are still working on the story on the, the, and the I crime said, trying to figure out where they are and i said mr police officer see if you can find my golf game too with my golf bag because <laughs> both of those are missing yeah still hadn't found either one man That's so have you played life. since i have so thankfully we had a great buzz listener uh said hey man i got a couple i got an extra set and it was, you know, it was kind of a hodgepodge. So I'm playing with uh, every club is a different, uh, a different brand. Brand. Wow. Yeah. So I can test them all. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I mean? you're right-handed, right? <laughs> yes. It's going to be my mission to get you a complete Trey, shat, set Trey, of shat, clubs. Trey, shat, Trey, shat. I'm going to try my best to get you a complete set man. of clubs. All right. So. Now you're working with the SEC Network. Yes, And sir. I know Peter Burns loves He's the game of golf. He's a scratch do you, golfer. Do you guys talk much golf he, when you're on set? Um, or is it all basketball? We do. I ask him. He plays a couple times a week. and You know, that's his release. You know what I mean? That's his time to, folk, you know, just put everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's so good at it. You know, it's, he doesn't get frustrated. He, he enjoys it. So, and I know he plays with his father a lot. So, I, we talk a little bit. He actually went to play golf. Patrick Young, new addition to SEC Network, right? Played um, basketball at Florida. Six foot eight. His father is a golf pro in Jacksonville, Florida. How about that? And he plays golf. So him and Peter actually played. I mean, shocking when he told six me that. Six foot eight. His father, who isn't six foot eight, but he's not five foot eight, 
I think he's probably a little bit, you know. Did he build him a set of clubs? He must have. But I, I couldn't believe, yeah, Patrick's father's a, a golf pro in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Could you imagine if you got Big Young and, and Joe Klein together in a cart? Oh, <laughs> <A> cart. <laughs> What yeah, that, that would look working. like? That ain't working. <laughs> the clubs would be too 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 high for the yeah. for the dang roof. Yeah. So the U.S. Open this year is coming to your neck Boston, of the woods, man. I, Boston. I think what I'm going to do because Brookline, Massachusetts. Brookline. It's right there. Father's Day weekend. So I think what I'll do. I went to the website. It's all sold out. Every round practice. The Country Club. Country Club in Brookline. I think I'm just going to go secondary market. Grab my father and. And buy us a couple of practice round tickets. Be, I've never that, been that to a professional golf tournament. You I've never, never have a, a professional never golf been tournament. To a PGA never tournament. Nope. Never. Wow. Been. What do you so, think your dad will say when you show up with tickets to, to the U.S. Who, Open? What? What is it? Okay, let's go. <laughs> I go. You're driving though. <laughs> He'd love it. He actually. That's his thing too. He's he's gotten back into golf the last couple of years. Got him a membership at a course. Uh, out there in Massachusetts, been playing a lot, and he's gotten he's gotten pretty good. Unfortunately, just had sh- shoulder surgery, so he can't do it right now. Really? So it's taking a little while. So, you know, maybe I, maybe we can get out there. And you think he'd be working on his putting now that he can't? You know, but Pat with the U.S. Open going to the Country Club there in Brookline, Massachusetts. The last time an amateur won the U.S. Open, yeah. 1913 U.S. Open. Francis, we met. Woo! Yes. You've heard his story. He was doing landscaping, right? Then he hop over the fence and give me that club. I'll show you boys what's up. And what was he, like 13? He was, no, he was 20. <laughs> he was 20 when he won, but he won in an 18-hole playoff, and he, he finished five shots ahead of Varden and Ted Ray, who were both British. Okay. And so Take he, that, Brits. Yeah. Yeah, one for yeah. the one for the good old U.S. of A. How about that, um, Francis? You may. There you go. You may. Uh, favorite golf course you've ever played? I won't say I did play it. I won't say I didn't play it. Oh, I, I know where I've you're heard going. Ocean then. is a great course. <laughs> okay, fantasy foursome. You and three other players, living or deceased. Who would you like to be in your fantasy foursome? I really would want. Golfers, no offense to any of my people out there, but maybe Francis. We met since he's a from a Bostonite. He was born in Brookline. No, no. Jack Tiger and John Daly. Jack. I mean, we're talking golf here. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, you've got Daly, who's going to be able to bring everything together with his stories. Right. He's going to be having serving the John Daly. Mixture cocktails. <laughs> Tiger's Tiger. Jack is Jack. I mean, how can you go wrong? Now, I apologize. Anybody who, I'll invite anybody to walk with us to watch and listen. Yeah. Somebody, like, you know, one of my buddies could carry my clubs. My brother can carry my clubs. My father can carry my clubs if they want. But I'm playing with those three dudes. Okay. And where are you <laughs> going to play? Um, that, man, I guess if I, well, it's got to be Augusta or Pebble Beach. Yeah. Those are the two courses. Well, not really Augusta, but Pebble Beach. You know, growing up, we played the video games, DJ yes. Tour, whether it's yes. Tiger Woods. All those. So, you know, you 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 glamorize those courses. Pebble Beach was always a big one. and So either Pebble or Augusta. Pat, man, thanks for the time. You the man. Good to see you. Did I do it? From Club- the short grass. Cl- clubs are on their way. Yeah. <laughs>
Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. Matthew Allen, Blair Allen, BP Hotels. You can find them on the web, bphotels.com. Look at all of the properties that they manage. If you need a place to stay, go to bphotels.com first before you select your next overnight stay and try them out. I guarantee you, you will be impressed. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to, and a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success, not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens, member NYSE, SIPC. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. That will do it for this edition of From the Shore Grass. Thanks as always for listening. Remember, when you find your ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you soon from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. <laughs>